Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear and talk about it. This is page 675. Chapter 104. The Cathay. After Valerian helped me discover what I was capable of, I took a more active hand in the creation of my shade. Valerian seemed pleased at my progress, but I was frustrated. There were no rules to follow, no facts to remember. Because of this, my quick wit and trooper's memory were of little use to me, and my progress seemed irritatingly slow. Eventually, I could touch my shade without fear of damaging it, and change its shape according to my desire. With some practice, I could turn it from a short cape into a full hooded morning cloak, or anything in between. Still, it would be unfair for me to take even a hair of the credit for its creation. Valerian was the one who gathered the shadow, moved it with moon and fire and daylight. My major contribution was the suggestion that it should have numerous little pockets. After we took the shade all the way into daylight, I thought our work was done, but my suspicions seemed confirmed when we spent a long stretch of time swimming, singing, and otherwise enjoying each other's company. But Valerian avoided the topic of the shade whenever I brought it up. I didn't mind as her evasions on the subject were always delightful. Because of this, I had the impression some part of it was left unfinished. One morning, we awoke in an embrace, spent perhaps an hour kissing to arouse our appetites, then fell to our breakfast of fruit and fine white bread with honeycomb and olives. Then Valerian grew serious and asked me for a piece of iron. Her request surprised me. Some time ago, I had thought to resume a few of my mundane habits. Using the surface of the pool as a mirror, I used a small razor to shave. At first, Valerian had seemed pleased by my smooth cheeks and chin, but when I moved to kiss her, she pushed me to arm's length, snorting as if... The end of the page! I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. There goes Felurian, snorting as she goes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's hard to imagine Florian snorting, actually, considering like how she is generally described. Just snorting feels like something that would be like a little different. And that's why I like it because it it really drives home, or like it, I, I don't know, it feels verisimilitudinous, our favorite word, because it's her reacting to like iron having been there. It's like iron leaves. It's like they're all allergic to its presence, or or it, it like leaves like a smell behind, and it they're all allergic to it. It's interesting, and it also. As you say, it is like a mundane action, and that's maybe how and why it, it harms them, because it like makes them more mundane. I don't know, but it's really interesting. I like it. I also think it's really interesting and uh, kind of humanizing to realize that Florian's been procrastinating this part of the Shades production. Like, it needs iron somehow, maybe to make it, to temper it for the mortal world who knows but she has been avoiding it and also this makes me think that she has maybe been like procrastinating on making the shade or at least is aware 
that once the shade is done, Quoth is going to leave. Like the, the production of the shade is a way to kind of keep Quoth close for a little while because he's basically free to go anytime he wants, right? That's what we've kind of established. And she has said, well, look, I'll make you the shade to help keep you safe because it's dangerous out there. But it's it's also the thing that like is like their ticking clock almost. Once the shade is done, there's nothing, there's no real reason for Quoth to stay beyond like taking you know his his pleasure with Felurian and like they're they're enjoying their time together but like it's basically what i'm getting at is that i wonder if Felurian is making him the shade because she's worried that she's like not interesting enough that he'll just leave it because he can i don't know it like this this to me this reveals a bit of uh vulnerability in Felurian and a lack of uh, not like a lack of confidence, I guess, but like a, it's a bit of a humanizing moment, I think. And maybe I am reading too much into it, but I'm enjoying this pass where I find Felurian more sophisticated. I think I've said it in previous chapters that like in previous reads, I found Felurian rather uh, boring in one note. And this read, I'm finding her a lot more complicated and I'm enjoying that. So I guess the question is, is like, because I didn't even necessarily think that she was procrastinating, just that, like, once again, the shade needed time to cure. But if she is procrastinating, then is she procrastinating because, as you say, she, like, doesn't want her time with Quoth to end, or because she's going to have to deal with Iron for this next part and she's working herself up to it? I think I lead towards that explanation more, but I do think they're both kind of interesting. You know what yeah, I think? Both things can be true. Yeah, I, I think what Jordana thinks in this case. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Why disgusting. not both? <laughs> I I also think it's interesting to learn that it seems, the implication to me is that once Flurian gets Quoth to grab a moonbeam one time, he does learn how to do it again. Uh, and so he can become a little bit more useful in helping her make the shade. Maybe that's a lesson he had to learn in order to be able to manipulate it. And this yeah. is a cool function of it that he can like, turn it into whatever. I also wonder if it takes the form of a cloak because it's quotes. Like the term in Shaden seems to mean just generally like uh you know under a glamour or like hidden away, right? Yeah, if like if and, she was making it for someone else might it be a hat or a you know a doublet or something. Yeah, or is is it even a is it even clothes? Is it just like you know, is it just you know, who who knows what form it takes, but I think that uh, if if Quoth bumps into another in shade in character, like um, because as we will eventually see, uh, Elodin is able to recognize him as in Shaden, but I don't think like he doesn't say, "Oh, you got a shade that you're wearing as a cloak." Right. He says, "How did you become in Shaden?" So he recognizes mm-hmm. that like Quoth has he has the buff in Shaden now, but I don't think necessarily that that buff uh, takes the form of a cloak every time. I think that because this is Quoth's shade, it is a cloak. Yeah, I could see it being like a pendant that you can like take on and off too. Yeah. Well, I think what's, yeah. I mean, I think the 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 thing that we're kind of dancing around here, Jordana and I discussed on a page when you weren't here, the difference between like a, a grammary and glamoury, the difference between making something be and making something seem. And she's talking about that when she's making the shade. And one of the ideas we brought up is that she is, using grammary to make the shade, but the shade has the property of putting a glamour on Quoth to enshade in him. So I would 
uh, suspect that there are other ways to achieve that glamour that don't require the object of a shade. But I also think that the object of the shade, you're right, Nick, probably doesn't have to take the form of a cloak. Uh, I suspect that Fullerian made it for Cloth because she knows that he likes cloaks. Like, do you think he told her that or like instinctively she knew that he I, likes cloaks? I think she looked at him and was like, you seem like a cloak kind of guy. I, and I, I presumably again, he, I think presumably he was wearing true. one. Presumably he was wearing one when he entered the Fae. I think two things can be true. I'm actually inclined to think that it like it kind of took that form, or at least Fullerian just sort of understood intrinsically that it should be a cloak. But anyway, this is another one of those things, like most of this stuff in the Fae, that is more interesting to think about than to get a, a clear answer on. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that Quoth's main contribution was the little pockets. Yeah, yeah, he can't he can't have a cloak without the little pockets. The- and the fact that its form is mutable also does lend it the air of like a magic item in a myth that like can it's take a, many Well, forms. it's also of no particular color. Like this is the cloak of no particular color. Yes. 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 No. You're not, not doing again. that song again. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Forbidden. Nope. 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 That's how I feel. If there's nothing else on the page, there is a bit of uh, context I want to discuss going into this chapter. Okay. Uh, so this chapter is the chapter that convinced me to do the podcast. Uh, I, we've talked before about how I would, you know, Jordana and I would sort of read it uh, together. I would read some parts aloud while we were roommates together. And this sequence in particular, this chapter really was so much fun to read aloud, so much fun to do the character voices for. And there's so much to discuss. There's so much import in the conversation with the Cathay. There's so many unanswered questions. There's so much cryptic uh, repartee and there's so much fun opportunity to like do fun voices and, and just, just have a great time inhabiting the book. So this chapter is by a wide margin, my favorite chapter in the whole sequence. And it is the one that I've been the most looking forward to doing on the podcast. So I just wanted to uh, make that clear going into it that I'm super, super jazzed for this, uh, this next sequence. I'm going to have a lot of fun uh, reading aloud and uh, I, I hope you guys uh, are as excited as I am. Oh, yes. I don't think Very I'm as so. excited as you are, but you're like really excited. <laughs> yeah, we, we can lay claim to being excited, but perhaps not not on, not that amount not on of the excited. level that you are excited. But I've I basically think we been waiting for this the entire time. We, like for how, how long have we been doing this now? Five years? Seven years? How many years? Uh, have we been I think we started podcast? October 2015, so... Lord of mercy. Have no, we, that really? can't be right. Lord. Oh, shit. No, it might be. Holy yeah. shit. Well, all right. So for all seven years of this podcast, I've been waiting for this, and I'm I'm going to relish it. Maybe all it right. was 2017. I don't know. I don't know anymore. When did we do this? <laughs> this, is, this is not productive. Uh, but listeners, we will be productive reading Nick's favorite chapter on tomorrow's page. Uh, we could look on SoundCloud and see when our first upload was. And I'm sure everybody will do that and it'll be fine. All right. The wind. The wind. The wind. <laughs>